Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast for another edition of the weekly Wednesday weigh-in, a weekly interview I have with my good friend, Bill Barnes, the retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire. He's here with us every single Wednesday. We typically record a few days early just to get it out of the way. And uh, we recorded a few days ago and, and it helps us get the podcast out for those early risers bright and early on Wednesday. We can release it and uh, it's all good. Anyway, uh, big, uh, big episode today, big edition, I should say, of the Get Home Safe podcast weekly Wednesday weigh-in with Bill Barnes. This will be the 50th time Bill and I have sat down and chatted and uh, uh, shared opinions, talked about various topics, and uh, just, man, had a good time. It really has been fun, and I always appreciate Bill taking the time out of his uh, busy schedule to <laughs> record with me and just sometimes talk about nothing. But at, at the same time, we do talk about a lot of important subjects. I've really enjoyed it. He, I recorded with him the first time back on April 1st of 2020 as the world was uh, changing forever, we'll say. And he just, I knew he would deliver and he he has delivered ever since. And I told him right then and there, Bill, I need to have you on weekly. I just, I just have to. So it's a chance for him and I to sit down and record every week. And I uh, am so blessed that we can do that. So Bill Barnes, cheers. Here's to 50 more episodes. Very much looking forward to it. So we have a fun interview with Bill Barnes today that you guys are here in a few minutes. But of course, it's, uh, you know, my time, my show, my opportunity to just, uh, I don't know, say, say a few things that are on my mind. First of all, I generally release these episodes about 5 a.m. I don't, I'm not up at that time or anything. You can schedule them. But it's about 12:30, just after midnight here uh, on Wednesday. Got home late Tuesday after work, a very long day, and had to record this portion of it. And uh, I was sitting there going, man, what am I going to talk about? And I had started to come up with a couple different analogies. I might save a few for later. But I've been driving more for Uber and Lyft, right, before and after work, just trying to do what I can to save up a few dollars for uh, for the future and just stay ahead, right? So I've been driving for uh, Uber and Lyft, and I used to do it full time. But anyway, um, sometimes I go into these complexes, apartments, condos, whatever, and I actually used to live at a place like this, an apartment complex that had this feature, we'll say. And it was one of those places where there's there's a speed bump like every 
20 feet, it seems like. Every, there's not just a lot of speed bumps. It's that they're extremely close together. And I hate when that happens because I don't want to speed through a complex, but I want to go at a decent pace. You know, yeah, it, it's a, you're supposed to go five miles an hour. I don't know, whatever the case is. But I just cannot stand when you're in a parking lot of some kind and there's these speed bumps. You try to you try to just say ah screw it and you go and you go over the speed bumps a little faster than you should. I know I often do, and your car takes the brunt of the punishment. And then you get mad. You're like, why are there so many speed bumps in here? Well, I'm bringing this up because I, I experience this quite a bit and I, I never learn. I, I try so hard to be patient and just slowly roll over the speed bump. But I started to look around every time I see a lot of speed bumps and I'm like, why are these here? And, and, and no, it's an apartment complex or sometimes on a, on a, on a certain street, right? There'll be a lot of houses and apparently probably people speed there right and so i started to think about our society and where we're at and i started to think you know what these speed bumps were placed in these situations because of a small group of people a very small select few that ruined it for the rest of us. And, and and so many times laws are put into place that way. Laws and policy, right? Because of a small amount of people. So the rest of us have to suffer and change our way of life. We've never done anything wrong. Most of us haven't sped through an apartment complex. But because there was a couple idiots who have done it, oh, let's put speed bumps there. So we we affect everyone else's life. I know this is this is a this is not an extreme in, in extremely important situation, but it's just an example. I live in a world of analogies. I love imagery. I love all those things. So I just found myself. I'm like, we live in a speed bump society. We just do. Not let people kind of go their own. There's people you got to restrict everybody. I mean, why even have a parking lot if you're going to have speed bumps every 20 feet? Why even allow cars there? That's kind of where we're at, uh, I feel, in, uh, in, Amer- in America. We have to, all these different policies you see, you see it a lot in, in, in education, in the school system. Uh, this might, whatever, it could be a, a, a ton of different things. This might offend one or two uh, kids in the entire school. So let's change everything. Maybe out in uh, uh, pop culture, maybe out in uh, your your job. It's like policies get changed, not because it usually, not because it's one big problem or a pattern of, of negative behavior or something. It's usually one or two people that ruin it for the rest of you. Rest of us. Remember when your parents or your teachers would say, Oh, we would have we would have had a party today. But little Johnny, everyone else turned their homework in, so he ruined it for the rest of you. Did you guys ever have that? 
I know my, I felt like my mom always held me accountable for Sam's mistakes for some reason. I'm like, well, how, how, how does this make sense? You're the older brother. You, you should lead him. You're supposed, you're supposed to be an example. I was an example. My brother's hard headed. And case in point, I, I'm sure messed up things that would have gone well, you know, his way as far as that, as far as being brothers, that's just being kids. But I just, I feel like we're in this speed bump society. Let's put a bunch of, put a bunch of speed bumps. That'll fix everything. No, because I, I think that the, the one or two idiots that probably sped through a parking lot uh, anyway, and, and somebody felt it was dangerous. Those same idiots are going to do idiot things. They're going to do stupid things. They're going to be so ticked off after getting past that last speed bump that they're going to put it into overdrive. And then you'll have more issues in that area of a parking lot. I don't know if you guys are bearing with me. If you guys understand where I'm coming from with this, this is when I'm in the car a long time and I'm thinking of different ideas for, for, uh, for the podcast here. I come up with some weird ones as you guys have, have heard. So it's late and uh, I'm trying to bring a little energy here, but you know, that's, that's just what I thought, what I think about, what I thought about in this. Anytime I go over these speed bumps, I'm mad because I'm, I'm banging up my car, but it's almost like I am uh, a little bitter. I'm prideful. I'm like, I'm not slowing down. I'm not stop. You have to stop basically to go over these speed bumps. And I'm like, okay, well, this is great. You either, you either ruin your car by going too fast over these things or just be on your brakes every three feet. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just in a bad mood and I'm, and I'm complaining. I, I don't know. I'm not in a bad mood, really. I'm just, it's been a long day. Uh, I want to tell you guys about something. This is not a sponsorship. Uh, I, I would love a sponsorship. I don't know how all that works. Uh, but something, when I get home late at night or or whenever, really, but like you're tired, but you can't sleep. Any of you guys have that? I, I know I've struggled with like sleep over the years and I've tried a few different things, but uh, a good friend of mine, had me try this out. It's called Calm. It's a it's a it's a powder. You pour it in water, drink, mix it up, and it's it's uh, you know different flavors and everything. But it's kind of a nice little something to drink uh, when you when you're ready to calm down, when you're ready to start the process of uh, uh, you know getting to bed, get to sleep, start to close your eyes. And um, it has helped me definitely with some of my sleep. It really has. Uh, I am a restless sleeper. Always got stuff on my mind. Always thinking about other things, and really hard for me to relax. <laughs> really hard. So, uh, calm powder. Give it a shot for for you guys out there who are looking for something new. I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm just throwing it out there to uh, maybe some people that struggle sleeping like I do. And uh, man, if anybody has any suggestions too, throw them my way because I'm always open to uh, try things out that will help me to help me relax. Help me. Help me uh, get a little bit more sleep because uh, definitely is important. Anyway, uh, speed bump society. I think that's what we're in. Uh, and I'll talk more about some of that stuff later. But uh, uh, the other thing is there's a lot of talk now. Now there's a lot of, um, how do we say it? There's equality, you know, equality. I, I, I agree. Equality. Equality for all. I think that's a, a great thing. Uh, but now there's this push for not equality, but equity. And the difference in those two is that equity is a difference in result. A couple of years ago, the CIF 
the governing body in, in uh, high school sports here in California, they came up with this fancy term called competitive equity. This is in, re- you know, in regards to sports. Not exactly what we're talking about these days, but it's an example. So uh, competitive equity basically moved schools around in their different divisions based off of their success, not based off of enrollment. So if you were a small school such as Rohondo Prep um, and you were successful at your level, competing against schools of your level, meaning enrollment-wise, the more you won, the more you were moved up to play a higher division with bigger schools. And conversely, schools that have big enrollments but were never successful, didn't lose, didn't win playoff games, they would continue to drop and drop and drop and drop and drop in division until they played a school with, you know, uh, a tenth of their size and they dominate and win that division. And so that's what CIF was trying to do. Seems like a good idea on paper, but I think when you take away the difference between equality and equity, I think it's extremely significant. I mean, equality is everyone plays a 16-game NFL season. Equity and and the top six teams with the best records, well, in this case, seven now, seven teams in each conference, they make the playoffs. Equity is saying, and everyone, and the boundaries and and everything there is level playing field for for everyone. Here's the parameters. Here's what you got to do. Equity is saying, well, the New York Jets have been struggling for a long time, and I know they didn't even win half their games, but I think they should be in the playoffs. That's equity. And and the Buffalo Bills or the Patriots or, or who, whoever in, the, in that division is like, wait a minute, we, we've had a good season. We've had a few good seasons. Yeah, but you've, you've been doing well for a long time. It's time to give the Jets a chance. Right, that that was what our teachers told us when we were when we had to rotate who was using the swings or who was who was uh, you know playing basketball or whatever. It was like, hey, give give Jimmy it. It's it's his turn. It's his turn. There was some equity when you're a kid, but not always. So I think you're hearing more and more of that now these days. Equity instead of equality, and I think it's a very slippery slope. It's a it's it's not good and, and i think we're, we're really starting to get away from the ability to make your own path and to achieve what you whatever you want to achieve hard work all those good things now it's almost like well you can't do that so we're going to change the rules for you Tell me what you guys think. I'm throwing it out there. I know I'm not being very specific, but I kind of am doing that on purpose because I want you guys to think about it. Think about some of those things with perhaps a playoff team not getting – I'm not talking about the, – the, the sports thing is an analogy. Much like my probably poor speed bump analogy, it's just an analogy. I think we got to be careful out there in society, society about some of the uh, changes we are seeing uh, because I'll tell you this. Most changes, most uh, most danger, really, uh, usually comes across as a good idea. What I've said it before about safety, right? It's a good idea, or this will make things better. Yeah, be careful with 
be careful when you hear that. Be very, very vigilant. Anyway, enough of me. Sorry, guys. Had to get those things off my chest. It's late here at night, and I want you guys to hear the interview I did with Bill Barnes. I shouldn't call it an interview. Interviews are for on Fridays. That's more the interview. But as you guys know, Bill Barnes, the wild man that he is, uh, he is more of a conversation. And uh, at times, we challenge each other. Uh, this one you're going to hear today was a lot of fun. They all, they're all a lot of fun, each and every one of them. But I thought Bill really came out came out of the gate uh, swinging uh, pretty hard right away. He was fired up. So uh, about a 90-minute conversation with my good friend Bill Barnes. Looking forward to you guys hearing it. Thank you again for joining us today for our 50th edition of the Weekly Wednesday Weigh-In. It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. The retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire joins us every week for very strong opinions and very random thoughts. Once again, here is the one and only Bill Barnes. Okay, I am once again recording with Bill Barnes in person this time back at his Lovely home in Rancho Cucamonga. We got some hot coffee. We got some hot topics, hot takes. We're ready to go. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of baseball to start off the show. Bill Barnes, thanks for having me back at your lovely home. Well, thanks. Um, good to be here. I'm glad we can do this in person rather than <laughs> staring at you on a uh, Zoom lens, you know, which <laughs> becomes a little monotonous. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's good to do this in person to, get the bring the equipment up here and get out of the house and yeah i think it's a much cleaner show we will try to use zoom as like a last resort well now that the the uh the uh, public health people say we can gather you know, oh, we're allowed to now we're not we're allowed to gather oh they're so blessing if we've been inoculated which neither one of us have because <laughs> because tax-paying white people who are our age we're at the bottom of the fucking rung to get shots. Mm. Let's let's go to let's bring in the illegal aliens. Excuse me, undocumented workers. No, excuse me. Paperless citizens. Dreamers. Dreamers. Uh, I don't know. They ch- they change the term every yeah. week. Let's get let's get shots in their arms before the people the ba- the backbone of this fucking country are allowed to get shots. By all by all means. By all means. And let's make sure that those whiny bitch fucks from the United Teachers of Los Angeles get their shots so they can go back to work. You know, they're spearheaded by an absolute racist leader. If you've listened to her talk, I don't even, I think her last name's Cruz. If you listen to her, she is the most reverse racist woman I've ever seen in my life. Does she not understand that in her district, 89, 90% of the students are minorities and she's ignoring them? Because she says that 10% of the white upper class students and parents will get all the benefits of of, uh, what the new contract is. She's so full of shit that I'm sure her breast smells like shit. Okay. She is terrible. Mm. She is horrible. So let's get back to baseball. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, there's important issues at hand, Bill. You're fired up. It's uh, it's nice have you having a home game here. But, but uh, you know, our friend, kind of on that note, our friend John Lee from Oregon, he posted something 
recently, you know, you know, um, about stimulus checks going to prisoners and illegal aliens and you throw in the by vaccine. all means, you know, it's th- well, that's by all means the they need to get, they need to have money on the books in prison so they can buy their girly magazines and their candy bars. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The priorities are all backwards. And, and to be able to buy their drugs that, that circulate in prisons and yeah. drugs and everything else and sex and everything else they want. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's nice that, yeah, it's so kind of uh, the government to, tell us what we can and can't do, what we're allowed to do, especially those vaccinated people uh, issue guidelines for, for people who've been vaccinated. What guidelines are there? Go live your life. You've been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. What, uh, why we are still in this fear phase. Everyone wants, I, I swear, Bill, peop, some people enjoy being afraid. Well, let them be afraid. Yeah. Let them be afraid. Jeez. I, I mean, <laughs> God bless the state of Texas. They opened up last week or, or going to, um, you can have disagreements or arguments about it. If you want, you know, maybe, maybe text, you know, I heard it, it cracked me up, Bill, our, our beloved governor. He, he said, Texas is being reckless, mm. reckless, mm. Mr. Newsom. Anyway, well, if it wasn't for 2 million people climbing up his ass with a recall, we'd still be in lockdown. Mm-hmm. And there'd be no chance of fans in a baseball park. There'd be no chance of us having any type of uh, even outdoor dining right now if the pressure hasn't been on him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Trust me. He's got 2 million people that want him out. Yeah. In and, writing. And, it, and climbing. And in his own words back when he was running, it's going to happen whether you like it or not. <laughs> absolutely well well bill um kind of before we go into some baseball topics to get us kind of in that baseball mood i mean it's march spring training is going there's college baseball is going there's yeah it's, it feels like springtime almost here um a couple questions that you received bill. questions you know questions. You, you know you love questions I right love questions so we heard from our good pal nick gonzalez uh who's actually a big fan of the podcast uh, he, he said, hey, Matt, it's Nick Gonzalez. Props to Bill for doing shows out of the country. Hmm. Also, your Friday long interviews have been amazing. Uh, it, it helps when he's working about an hour and a half away and assisting with the administering of the vaccine. So maybe. God bless him. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, good for you. Yeah. Good. Maybe, see if we can get you to the front of the line, Bill. Well, no, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to cheat. No cheating. No cheating. Yeah. No cheating. But hey, if you got an, if you got a couple of vials left over at the end of the day, give me a call. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be happy to to get, get one stuck in me rather than you throw it away. Yeah. Nick Gonzalez, God bless the work you're doing with the vaccine. Uh, well done, sir. And uh, yeah, his question, uh, he said, he, Bill, he said the podcast has been making the drive back and forth from work much easier. So thank you. I'm, for, I'm glad to be of service. Yes, yep, absolutely. Keep your, keep your hands on the ten and two position. <laughs> Get you keep your eyes on the road and a steady wheel, my friend. Yeah. Well, Nick, this question uh, or Bill, this question is from Nick Gonzalez. He says, "For you and Bill, if you could eject a baseball player or manager from any era, who would it be and why?" Well, let's see. Player wise, I would say Milton Bradley, <laughs> and I'm not talking about the Milton Bradley uh, game show games that he made like um you know Candyland and all that other shit i'm talking about the ball player mm. uh he was a royal pain in the ass um nothing was ever his fault 
It was always the umpire's fault. He had a hot head. He would get into the dugout and, and cheap shot people to where I, I once saw Wally Bell from second base, the late great Wally Bell at second base ejected him after he got back to the dugout and literally motherfucked the home plate umpire through a towel, through equipment. And I guess the plate guy didn't see it. So Wally bless his heart, threw him out from second base. So that's well done. Well done, Wally. As far as manager coach, um, you know, big, big league managers have their reasons for getting thrown out. I think 99% of the time, it is a uh, tactical move on their part to either fire their team up or they just want to get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that is all orchestrated and done in a, uh, uh, you know, theatrical type situation, especially nowadays when you have nothing to argue about except um, make the, make the um, um, motion of ear, 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 yeah. <laughs> of putting on a headset for a replay. So I would have to say there was a coach – when I was doing college ball back about six, seven years ago, he was at Washington State by the name of Donnie Marbutt. Donnie Marbutt was a serious pain in the ass. Um, he would be Mr. Nice at a, at a, at a uh, pregame meeting. He would then, two pitches into the game, start bitching and screaming about everything. A play happened. I was at Northridge, Cal State Northridge, on a Friday afternoon. There was a play at the plate to end the game. His guy was out from here to the next century. And he argued it, bitched it, went crazy, went nuts. And our plate guy, who was only in for that day, should have ran him. Should have ran him. That way we wouldn't have to deal with him for the next two days. Okay? (laughs) Should have ran him and didn't. So we had to put up with his shit the next day and the next day. Well, it was getaway day on the next day's game got rained out. So we did a nine, seven double, double header on Sunday. I had the seven inning game on the plate. Similar play, similar play at the plate. His guy was out from, from here to tomorrow. And I'm sorry, let me back up the play on Friday the Northridge kid was safe. Very close play, but okay. he was safe. Okay. okay, safe. Game ends, game over, done. Now, the ejection would have been a post-game ejection. We could have got him for, for the next two games. Gotcha. Okay? Now, let's fast forward to Sunday. Uh, similar play at the plate. Uh, the guy is out from here to, ne- to the next century. I call him out, and Donnie goes nuts and says he was safe. Same type of play as Friday, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You know, being just being a complete dick. And I said, you know, and back then, and I think you still do, you have to give him their warning and this and that. So I said, okay, Donnie, this is your official warning. If you continue to argue, I shall be forced to <laughs> eject you. So he shut up. He took the warning and went back to the dugout. So I'm thinking to myself, there's two ways to skin this fucking cat. So... It's a one nothing game, and we're in the top of the seventh. Now, keep in mind, the seventh inning is the time that, you know, you're going to quit if they don't score. So, there's, a, his, um, there's two outs, runner at third, one to nothing, Northridge. This guy's up to bat. A left-hander's up to bat. It's an 0-2 pitch. Now, usually you, you waste one, you know. Mm-hmm. This guy throws one, and... 
In my opinion, it caught the outside corner. <laughs> so I ring him up, game over, and Donnie goes nuts. He goes absolutely ballistic. He starts screaming out to me, I'm going to report you to the Big West office. And I turn around, I said, our, our, uh, our uh, coordinator officials, Mr. Dale Williams, is in the front row. Be my fucking guest. <laughs> and I walked off. And I was working with Joe Maiden and Dwayne Finley. And hey, they guys. were laughing their ass off <laughs> as we got into the into the um, the uh, go-kart. Excuse me, not the go-kart, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, golf cart to go back to the locker room. And I felt really, really good about shoving it up his ass. I really do. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, there's two ways to skin a cat at times. Hey, you, you got to use um, the weapon of choice at right. different times. Right. And I know? certainly did. And he went nuts. Went completely, completely <laughs> lost his mind. Did Did Dale say anything? He called me after the game. Hey, Bill, let me tell you, man, that pitch might have been a little outside. I said it was outside, Dale, but I sent a message. Okay. <laughs> well, gee whiz. Now, when we've got two Big West Conference teams playing against one another, you might not want to call that pitch. I go, no shit, Dale. I did it to shove it up Donnie's ass. Okay. Are you happy now? Okay, Bill, just check it, man. Have a good evening. And that was it. We were done. You know, uh, it doesn't happen often. No, no. It doesn't happen no. often. Um, but every now and then there's a, a gray play, we'll say, a gray uh, thing that could, could go either way. And, and if somebody out there knows Donnie and sends him this tape, please do. Because yeah. I want him to know. I want him to know he's retired. I'm sure. Yes. He's, I'm sure he remembers that game in Northridge, California, yes. seven years ago. Yes, or I want him to realize that 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 he can blame his whole demise and coaching on me. Well, he should. You know, he could he could argue about the pay, but he should have been ejected multiple times. It sounds like from uh, his yes, behavior. Yes, so. if, if we didn't have to play the uh, if we didn't have to play the the warning bullshit, and if Dale wasn't there, yeah. I'd have, I'd have ran him as he took two steps out of the dugout. Yeah. Um. So kind of. Tied into that. Also, oh, so my my answer, Nick, I have always despised Bryce Harper. Um, I have no issue with young, talented guys coming up and being the next phenom and everything. But I always say this, you know, Bryce Harper and, and Mike Trout, uh, completely opposite guys. One's a professional and, and one kind of makes it all about him. One guy gets ejected all the time. One doesn't. Um, Bryce Harper is out of control kind of like Milton Bradley thinks he's right about everything is even, even how he doesn't carry himself with umpires, just his overall persona. I just, I do not like for the game of baseball. And um, I, again, I'm not looking to it. I would never look to eject somebody, but you ask the question. So I'm answering. He's a guy I would not mind. <laughs> I will never umpire his game though. But uh, again, that's the question. And as far as managers, Bill, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, like you said, it, the managers, that's kind of a, can, can I can I pick one for you? Go ahead. Okay. There was a high school coach <laughs> at Rim of the World High School. I'm not going to mention his name because I think he's still active. You, you may have told this story before, but go ahead. Uh, <laughs> the only time I've ever ejected someone during a live ball. That's right. You have told this story. Okay. Yeah. He mouthed off about he, want, he was begging for the guy wanting to have his foot out of the batter's box, which you never call. And the guy hit a double Important and he was going batshit crazy as the ball was in play. And I looked over at him and I gave him the eject sign during a play, which you can do, which I can do. 
And after the play's over, I said, hey, you got to go. What? You kicked me out? I said, yeah, I kicked you out. Go. He goes, well, where am I going to go? I said, I don't know. Go t- I go call a cab and go home <laughs> or go sit on the bus. Either one. You got You have to leave the playing area. Go take a walk. Okay. You know? And well, God damn. I go, tough. I go, tough shit. Mm-hmm. Adios. I go, is I, and I looked at him. I go, is English your second language? You need to go. <laughs> and he finally left. Oh, boy. And we lived, we lived happily ever after. Yeah. <laughs> well, this kind of question is kind of tie-dyes your high school baseball. This is from our good friend, Todd Carson. Todd Carson. Um, Coach, how are you? Coach. Good to hear you. Good Coach, to see you. Coach. Absolutely. Um, Looking for your big, big game at the LA Coliseum, I hear. Uh, yeah, well, that's his. Yeah, that's his brother, Mark. Oh, okay. But hey, I know you lose track, Bill. All the Carsons. All the Carsons. Johnny Carson and all those guys. (laughs) Their father, Johnny Carson. God rest his soul. Funny, funny man. Used to have a late night show. Well said. Well, uh, Todd Todd, Todd umpired for you, man. Oh, that's right. Yes, he he did. He umpired some games for you. But anyway, so Bob Lamb was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and and I talked a lot about like brotherhood and fellowship and how, how much fun that was, at least in football and baseball at the high school level. So- Todd also has listened to your rants before about the lack of that in college baseball. So here's Todd's question to you, Bill. In reference to his non-brotherhood in college baseball officiating comments versus Bob Lamb's strong sense of brotherhood amongst high school sports officials, what do you think the difference is? I'll tell you what the difference is. I, 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 I thought about this the other day. In high school baseball, all the good officials are working. They're working because mm-hmm. there's a lack of good officials in baseball. You're working. Yeah. Okay. You've got a game every week, every day. You're working. Okay. In college baseball, it is a politically driven. Uh, you've, you've got several different assigners you work for. And a guy that kisses the ass of the coordinator gets 13 weeks, you, a hardworking umpire who just goes out and tries his ass off every week, doesn't get in trouble, coaches never bitch at you, you get four weekends. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because either someone doesn't like you or someone, or you don't kiss the right ass. Yeah. Okay? And that creates a real morale problem. And because of that, one guy's getting 13, you're getting four, and you get really, really angry at that individual because you know, you know, your friends know, your fellow umpires know, and he knows he's not worthy of it. Mm-hmm. If I were king for the day, I would have a conference that everybody in the staff is a staff umpire. They work every, they're just like the National League or the American League. You're a staff umpire, you are scheduled every week. Just one conference. One conference. Okay. I, I would say, look, guys, I got the. Let's, I'm just going to say the, uh, the, uh, the, the ABC conference. Okay, we're a Division One conference, <laughs> and we have ten teams. Therefore, you're going to have five uh, weekends going, five games going every weekend. I'm going to need 15 quality umpires. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have a crew of three. You're going to have the same guys, same crew every weekend, week out. You're even going to work that midweek together. Mm-hmm. Okay, and or if it's a four man crew, we're gonna have and and if you and if you there's op, you can't make it or something, you have you have one guy that always fills in, kind of. We have we have one or two floaters, and we also I will also go down, and they're not on staff; they're on maybe 
quasi staff. Yeah. I'll go down to the D2 level. I'm not going to pick from another D1 conference. Okay. I like your idea. I'm going to go down to the D2 level and I'm going to bring up a young kid mm -hmm. who's almost ready. That's almost there, but, but he knows abundantly. It's abundantly clear to him. Do not backbite anybody in this conference. Cause if you do, I'm going to fucking fire you. <laughs> All right. You'll never see the light of day in my conference. Sounds like a triple A guy kind of yes. coming up, right? Yes. Working. You better be humble. You better keep your mouth shut, your ears open. <laughs> sit. If, you, if your locker room is small, go sit in the shitter and, 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 and dress. Okay. <laughs> Hang your stuff in the shitter yeah. and dress. Okay. Don't think you're one of us yet. <laughs> uh, you know, earn your, you know, you know, pay your dues. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Everybody works. Mm-hmm. That way there's no backbiting. Everybody, everybody, everybody knows everybody's working. You don't have to go and, and go over to that guy's house and, and uh, put, a, put a mashed potato in his car so he can't make it to the game so you get the call. You don't need to do that. You're going to work. That's what I would do. There's just so much built-in, non-unnecessary non, backbiting yeah. that goes on. Well, Todd, to, to kind of answer it from my perspective, the, every level you climb, every time the money gets a little bit better, it, get, it gets more cutthroat, right? Guys want more weekends. Guys want, uh, you know, I don't know, bigger game. They just want to work every weekend. And so it does get more cutthroat. And so, and, and sometimes they should because there are guys working college baseball weekend and week out that are either A, bad individuals, <laughs> bad, bad guys. Or B, the game has passed them by and they have no business being on the fucking field. Yeah. Now, I'm saying a vast majority of the guys, I would say a great majority of the guys, I'm not painting this with a big, with a big wide brush. The vast majority of guys umpiring college baseball are super good human beings that I would associate with any time, any place. Yes. Okay. But there, but are, there are some, there's some that so. <laughs> when they shit the bed, yeah. they stink up the whole house. It's bad. It's bad. Um, yeah, so so I think that's definitely what it, I think your idea works. This brings up an interesting uh, subject because football football is a, a once a week game, right? And so crews work just one conference, and you might move to another conference year in and year out, but you work for that conference. Basketball, you work for many conferences because you could work six or seven days a week, mm -hmm. and depending on who's playing and what's open. Baseball, college baseball. It kind of has that football schedule where it's just the weekend. So you could just work for one conference and maybe switch every other year or something. I think that's a, a good idea, Bill. And yeah, bouncing around. Plus, you only have to carry one hat, not all these other hats. You got it. One patch, one hat, <laughs> one one conference rules, set of rules. Um, you know, I mean, my God. I hear you. It, 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 it would cut down on the bullshit, something something tremendous yeah yeah we talked about fear and 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 bs you know some people like both of those things and anyway okay here's a non-baseball question from a, a good friend a good listener up north uh <laughs> i wasn't sure i was gonna ask you this but this is uh here we go bill hey matt so here's a question for bill since march is women's history month if bill were reincarnated as a woman what woman would he want to be and why? Thank you, Thank you Margie. That was from Margie. Margie in Yakaipa. She's got way too much fucking time on her hands to be thinking of such bullshit like that. Me as a woman. 
right? Yeah, I can't. I don't even want to have that thought. <clears throat> but yeah, I guess. Well, <laughs> let's see. I would be the most gold digging. Uh, I would not. I would move to Las Vegas. I wouldn't work. I would go out and I would pour myself out to, to one of the to, to some of the biggest spenders, and uh, I would live a kept life and just let these arrogant rich men take care of me. <laughs> Lay by the pool during the day, be wined and dined at night. Any kind of era? Are we talking modern day? I'm, I'm talking maybe back in uh, during the. Uh, the uh, Rat Pack era. Okay, yeah. You know, I, I could go hang with, uh, you know, Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and be treated like gold, you know? <laughs> what the hell? Why not? Let somebody else pay my fucking bills for a change. <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, I didn't know where that was going to go. But anyway, yeah, kind of a silly fun question yeah. there. So anyway... Okay, Bill, that's enough of uh, our questions. Thank you to the listeners for sending those more in. More questions, more questions. Because you never coming. know what kind of answers you're going to get. Yeah, as you've heard today, they can be literally about anything. So thank you to Nick, Todd, and Margie for sending in those questions. And uh, I sure as hell wouldn't be a mother. All right? <laughs> I wouldn't be a mother. I, I have no interest in having kids sucking on my boobs oh, or any of that shit. Oh. I just would be out there, you know. Oh, Bill, baseball. Give me get, uh, sport, back to sports. Back to sports. Okay, you're you're in a baseball kind of mood today. When I walked in the door, uh, you were at, talking about spring training, uh, being back. Uh, does baseball being back kind of give you a sense, at least, of normal? Uh, semi. I mean, I, I look at the. I, I'm watching spring training games on TV a little bit. I'm, I'm I've really been watching the Dodgers a lot, not because I really give a rat's ass about the Dodgers or I really give a rat's ass about spring training for that matter, because let's face it, these, these games, they're only playing anywhere from six to nine innings. And they're still taking three hours though, no matter what. And they have a, a mercy limit on pitches in an inning. So it's kind of like travel ball. It's adult travel ball, <laughs> which is fine with me. And although, but I do like in watching the Dodger broadcast, Rick Monday, my, my friend from, uh, from, uh, uh, Dodger camp, Dodger camp, who is just a, a, a wonderful man. Great guy. Uh, well-spoken, funny, articulate. He's doing uh, color commentary on the uh, TV games and, you know, like Vin Scully, and I'm not comparing him to Vin Scully at all, but like Vin, you know, he's been around a long time and he tells a lot of great stories from a former player perspective. One of which, you know, he, you know, obviously played for Tommy Lasorda back in the 70s when he was a Dodger. He was traded from the Cubs after he made the uh, rescue of the American flag. Mm -hmm. I believe it was April 25th, 1976 in Dodger Stadium. He rescued a flat, the American flag, which was going to be burned by a couple of uh, jackasses in the outfield. And after that, the Dodgers, I guess, said, we want Rick Monday. We don't care if he hits a lick or if he can catch a ball, but we want him on our team because he's a hero. So anyway, the next year he was traded to the Dodgers and he was reunited in a sense with Tom Lasorda. And he told the story the other day of, I'll make it short. He, uh, in 1964, I believe he said he was a junior at Santa Monica High School playing summer scout league. The Dodgers had a team and Lasorda was the manager. He was a scout then. And they went down to San Diego to play the Marines or somebody, he said. 
and he was batting second. And the first guy up to lead off the game took four pitches that weren't even in the, in the zip code as far as coming close to being a strike. So the guy walked, uh, Monday comes up, Lasorda, who's coaching third base, puts on a hit and run. Well, he's thinking hit and run. He goes, the guy hasn't thrown four pitches close to the plate. So the first pitch is up in Rick's eyes. He hits it. It's a home run, two-run home run. And as he's circling third base, Lasorda, who always, if you saw him coach third base, would shake hands and pat the, the backside of the player rounding third base. Well, as Monday hit third base, Lasorda backed off and gave him a dirty look. And he's thinking, what the hell did I do? He goes, did I miss a sign? So he scores and nothing said. And Monday is drafted, I believe, number one that year by the Oakland A's coming out of Arizona. I believe it was Arizona State a few years later. He came out and um, of Arizona State, maybe after his freshman year or something, as a uh, the first ever, I think Rick was the first ever free agent signing in a draft. Oh, really? Thing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, when they held a, when they actually held a draft, I believe Rick Monday was the first ever player drafted, <clears throat> and he signed with the Oakland A's. Well, when they reunited in 1977, uh, you know, Monday says to Tommy, who's managing that, he says, "Hey, do you remember in San Diego when I was in scout league that you wouldn't shake my hand after a home run?" He goes, "He goes, do I remember? Of course I do." He goes, "I was so fucking mad that you hit a home run." He didn't say fuck, but I'm sure he did. But, but, but uh, Rick uh, edited it. He said, I was so mad that you had a home run. I didn't want to shake your hand because then I knew all those scouts would draft you. We wanted you to swing and miss after four bad pitches so we could draft you. And so anyway, uh, that's he said that's how absolutely competitive Tommy was. And when we come back from the break, I will share with you a personal visit I had with Tommy about uh, 15 years ago. Ooh, I like it. You like it? All right. So, Bill, you have a Tommy Lasorda story for us, you were saying? I do. I do. I, I've talked to Tommy on two different occasions in my life. First was in 19... No, wait a minute. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> about 2008... I was doing a game at UC Riverside. They had a pitcher back then uh, that was very, very high on the radar, ended up getting drafted quite high. Uh, he pitched a non-conference midweek game that week, and I think it was against Texas Tech or somebody. And all the who's who's of, of uh, scouts were there. You know, mm -hmm. Kevin Towers, who was the GM of the Padres at the time, oh, was yeah. there. Um, I believe Bill Stoneman, I believe was the Angels GM then, uh, was there. I know he was there. I don't know if he was a GM, but I saw him. Tommy Lasorda was there, right? Tommy was there with Kevin Towers. Uh, the old coach from Riverside, Jack Smitheran, who went way back with those guys, was there. I mean, it was there were more scouts at that game than there were fans at, that night. And I, yours truly had the plate, and it went unscathed, no problems. Nobody bitched. Nobody said a word. It was a Quite enjoyable game, went about two hours and 30 minutes. And in between innings, as you often do, you kind of, your eyes wander, you kind of look. And I looked up in the stands and I saw, you know, Tommy sitting in front row. And I said, Jesus, that's Kevin Town. I go, wow, holy shit. So I didn't think anything else of it. After the game, after the game, um, I 
showered and we, as we walked out, um, we saw Tommy and them, they were crowded around by a tree and they were talking. I will preface what I, the question I asked him and I will play this clip from, I believe it's 1978. Uh, a lot of you guys out there, obviously you're younger. You probably weren't even born in 78. So this is ancient history to you. Uh, Tommy was the manager of the Dodgers. Then there was a guy on the, on the White Sox named Dave Kingman. I'm sorry, the Cubs named Dave Kingman who either hit a home run or he struck out. That was his MO. He was either, he had either hit a home run or he struck out. He happened to hit three home runs that night. And in the post-game interview, while Tommy's chewing on spaghetti or eating uh, garlic bread, uh, the, the reporter asked him what he thought of Dave Kingman's performance. And I will play the tape. Jesus Christ, he beat us with three fucking home runs. <laughs> what the fuck can you mean? What is my opinion of his performance? How can you ask that question like that? What is my opinion of his, of his performance? Jesus Christ, he hit three home runs. Jesus Christ. I'm fucking pissed off to lose a fucking game. And you asked me my opinion of his performance. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay, that's what Tommy thought of Dave Kingman's performance. So being the smart ass that I am at one time and was and still am, as we walk out of the locker room, I look over to the right and I see Tommy and Towers and those guys. And I said, hey, Tommy, what'd you think of Kingman's performance? <laughs> and he looks over at me and he says something to Jack Smither. And Jack knows me, knows that in the um, He goes, he probably said, oh, that's one of the umpires. He goes, hey, get your balls and strikes right. <laughs> <laughs> I just waved and kept walking, got to my car, laughed about it. And uh, I think Brad Hungerford was with me and I can't remember the other guy. And they were like, God, Bill, I can't believe you said that to him. I go, I'm just having fun. And uh, that was it. And we got in the car and drove off. And then let's fast forward to 2000 and oh my God, 2016, was it? 2017. I was living in Claremont at the time. And uh, it was a Monday, and I get a call from uh, Jerry Aldini, oh. who happens to be at our favorite watering hole called the Eden East over in Upland. He goes, hey, you might want to come over and have a drink. Uh, your boy Tommy Lasorda is here. I said, really? I'll be right there. So I jumped in my car. I drove down there. I walked in. Tommy is sitting at a table with two of his you know, people, his drivers or whatever, and he's having a beer. And uh, and I sit down at the bar, and I look over and I say, "Tommy, what'd you think of Kingman's performance?" <laughs> <laughs> he 
he looks at me and he goes, I wish I had a nickel for every time someone asked me that. I said, well, in my case, you'd have had two because I asked you that about 15 years ago at UC Riverside. And he just looked at me and, and it, it, it didn't really register with him. And I kind of let it go because I didn't want to like, you know, look like that guy. So I just said, hey, good seeing you. And I, he goes, okay. Yeah, and I started drinking my drink and he, uh, he, he got out and he, when, he, a few minutes later, he got up and he left and he goes, all right, guys, we'll see you. And he walked, you know, Tommy loves to, loves the, Tommy loved the attention. Yeah. Loved yeah. the attention. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I guess he was in Upland to do an a advertisement or pick up a new car or something from Upland Ford. He used to do a lot of work for them. But um, and stumbled anyway. upon stumbled upon the EE. Yes, he went there. I guess he used to go there quite a bit. Okay, you know Tommy Davis, another former Dodger. Yeah. would go there. Uh, so you know it was quite a you know nice. little, little hole in the wall place where they could get away and not be bothered by assholes like me. Do you remember what he was drinking? He was drinking a beer. Okay, he was drinking a beer. Yeah, he had a pitcher that he was sharing with his with his two uh, two people. So anyway, that's my brush with Tommy, and it all kind of triggered, you know, a memory when, when, when uh, Rick Mundy was talking about it. And um, anyway, so that's my, my story with Tommy and, and, uh, and um, one cool. thing's for sure. I won't see him again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe someday. Well, someday. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe. Anyway. Uh, so Bill, as far as baseball goes, we're, we're in uh, almost mid-March here. Spring training is a, uh, Alive and well, I, I don't think there's fans, or is there fans in there's, some places? There's 20%. 20%, 20% okay, in, so in Arizona. That's good. Yeah, they, 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 they let in about, I don't know, 12, 1,300 people in. You're spaced out, and you got to wear masks. Okay. And in the area where you sit in the outfield in the grass, they've got squares oh, out there where that is, your, that is your containment area. You will sit here. You will sit in your square. Okay, whatever. Hey, people. I know, I know this. People just want to get out and have a beer, watch a ball game. I mean, that's what spring training's all about. I'm almost, you know, I'm, I've been conditioned now to be home to where I don't like going out anymore. I don't like people. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I've drawn in, you know, kind of a, an allergic reaction to them. I have no, <laughs> I have no patience for, for people. And let me tell you, traffic now is back to pre-pandemic oh, yeah. proportions. Traffic is bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's bad. Uh, anybody that drives a Dodge Charger <laughs> or a Dodge Challenger, Back to this. okay, they should be executed immediately. They are a menace to traffic. I really hope none of our listeners drive one of those cars. I doubt it. We have a we have a good solid bunch of listeners. Yes, we. Then if you do, sell it immediately or go out and burn it. Because <laughs> it's it's a bat it's a. It's a character build. It's a what's the opposite of builder? It's a character revealer. We'll, it we'll is, say. yeah. It's a, you're a with, with tinted windows, a, a, a Dodge Charger. Minimum, minimum, you have to drive on the freeways 120 miles an hour. Yeah, that must be one of the rules. In and out of traffic, damn near causing or causing uh, traffic collisions. So, so this would be a case where you do judge a, a book by its cover. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, I got a ride out to L.A. the other day, West L.A. <laughs> And I was coming back through downtown and everything in the middle of the day. And I'm like, here we go. I, I don't miss this at all. <laughs> Driving in Los Angeles this is terrible. Uh, but yeah, back to, back to traffic. So fans in the stands, I mean, hey, it's our, a our governor, our governor, who's got 2 million people up his ass for a recall, mm-hmm. has said that April 1st, he's quite confident that there's going to be maybe 20% capacity 
in San Diego, Anaheim, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Oh, it'll probably be an April Fool's joke. Then. Well, yeah, you know, that, that's, I don't know. Cool. I mean, he's, he needs, he needs all the support he can get right now because people are fed up with his pretty boy bullshit. I don't know of anyone that supports him. Uh, Republican, Democrat, Independent, any, I don't know. Ken Durham, our friend Ken Durham. Ken Durham? Ken Durham supports him. Loves Newsom. I'd like to get Ken on the program. Wow. He likes Newsom. He's no. always sharing his, he thinks, he thinks that, that he's doing a great job. What, what, what good job is he, like, what's an example of a good job? How he's doling out the, uh, that he's, he's, he's doling out the, um, uh, vaccines now at, you know, and he's doing great. He's doing this and doing that. Ken Durham loves him. Wow. Our I, friend Ken Durham. Okay. I like Ken. Ken is a, Ken is an umpire from up North and I have worked a lot with Kenny. I like Kenny and he's one of those guys that I have to agree to disagree with mm -hmm. because his democratic approach to things are completely fucked up in my opinion. <laughs> Just like he thinks that my, redneck right wing approach is probably fucked up okay so sometimes we have to meet right in the middle and uh, agree to disagree which is fine what a concept kenny's yeah. a great guy to hang with i like kenny yeah i like him but i don't like his politics if you could only be friends with people you agreed with all the time none of us would have any friends no i mean no. And, and we have you know right but anyway uh that's funny i mean i just yeah, Newsom's starting to feel a little pressure, I think. And some there's people out there, oh, they're not going to get the votes. They're not going to get the signatures. I'm like, well. There's two point. There's going to be, when it's all said and done, there's probably going to be about 2.1 million signatures. They only need 1.5. So you throw out 600,000 of them, and you still got 1.5. Yeah. What's, what's the cutoff date? Do you know? Uh, I believe it's March 17th. So you have to have that many signatures by March 17th? Yeah. They've got they've got damn near 2 million by, right now. Okay, so then... You have the signatures, then it goes to a vote. They, the signatures are are looked at and certified. Okay. And then it goes to a special election where Newsom is on the, is, is. And everybody else. And, and whoever anyone. wants to fucking run against him. Yeah. That's how Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, recalled Gray Davis. So yes. this has been done before and this very recently. Back in, I believe it was 2003. First election I ever yeah. voted in was a, was a recall okay. election. And um, I'm not sure. The guy from San Diego, Kevin Faulkner, mm -hmm. he's 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 a he's kind of I think he's a uh, a rhino. He's a Republican in name only. I do like John Cox, and I like somebody else that's pretty good too. But they need to come with they need to come. The Republicans need to find one super good guy, mm -hmm. put all their resources into him, and and try to beat. Uh, but I I almost feel that because what's going to happen is, uh, with all these. With the, the massive amounts of uh, of um, border crossings, these people that are coming in illegally mm -hmm. are going are are suddenly going to become voters. Yeah, they're going to get registered illegally, yeah. and the counterfeiting and the fraud will start. So it's gonna it's an uphill battle to to unseat that son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, he he was a Republican. But in name only. In name only. But so that's why he was married to the Kennedys for Christ's sake. I, I know. And then he, uh, well, yeah. And then he knocked that. up his uh, housekeeper, and that kid, that, and the kid that they they produced became the ugliest kid on the face of the earth. Yeah. Did you see the results of that? Yeah. I Holy did. shit! That's a <laughs> test tube gone bad. Holy fuck. <laughs> oh boy, funny stuff. Um, yeah, that was that was bad. But it, but like, 
you know, you're saying for there to be a Republican, I think there's so many people in California that just, they don't, they, they see an R and they're not going to vote for it. So that's why you almost need that like moderate to left-leaning Republican, I think, to kind of get people interested. Well, well we, need, in we need Newsom to step on his dick a few more times yeah. just so people will get sick and fucking tired of him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll see what happens. But yeah, you better start. We're not doing another. Remember when he said it was what, four, This is 14 days, 14 days, guys. This, this is about a year ago. A year now. ago. The longest 14 days of my life. I mean, uh, and yeah. a lot's changed. Yeah, all we want to do is uh, is uh, flatten the curve. <laughs> flatten the curve. Give me Jesus 14, Christ. 14, 14 days. days has become 365. Yeah. Almost to the day, I believe. Yeah, it's really coming up because sports ended March 12th. Something like that, yes. And then everything got shut down right after that. So, you know, doomsday, the world's ending, and, uh, and yet here we are. Um, but, uh, you know, other states are opening up. And it, one thing is clear and obvious. Lockdowns do not work. It's not like there have not not been any cases because everything was shut down and masks everywhere. And there's still been cases. Well, there's still things that need to stay open. Yes. And, you know, as long as you, you've got people mixing with other people, you're going to have uh, this, this virus spreading, yeah. period, end of story. You can't, virus is going we to. We either play through it. Play through it, man. Play through it, or we all just go hide under our bed and don't come out. <laughs> what kills me is the people that they want to be afraid. Like, okay, that's your right. Be afraid. But don't restrict other people from doing it. If you don't want to go to the store, you don't want to go to a restaurant, you don't want to. No one's forcing you to, but what you're doing is forcing people not to. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I haven't heard one person who now, again, I am not at all demeaning the folks that have lost their lives. There's been a half a million people that have died in this. No. Family. Yeah. You've, you've okay. made that very clear, but, but I have not heard like myself. I don't blame anybody or anything mm -hmm. from when I got it. I went out, I did what I had to do and I caught the fucking thing. Okay. I have not heard one person who has survived it say, uh, blame someone else. Yeah. Absolutely. It's buyer beware, enter at your own risk. <laughs> buyer beware. Well, anyway, uh, I, I hope that we get some fans uh, in the stands. I like the 20%. I'd love to go to a game yeah. <laughs> and be able to sit and spread out and not have some fucking asshole no breathing lines. down my neck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It'd be great. Well, you and I have gone to baseball games together, and we usually just kind of walk in circles around the stadium anyway. Yeah, we don't. You know, we, I, I can't sit and watch a game. It's hard to sit no, still and do no, that. No. Uh, but I'm anyway. just there for the social aspect of it. That's it. That's it. We'll uh, walk around, shake some hands, and, uh, you know, with, be with the common folk. Sure. So, anyway, uh, so we'll see. Spring training. I mean, baseball apparently is going to be good to go here in April. Uh, the whole 162 game season, yes. right? Yes. Not the not the little 60 game. No. And I believe season. is our double headers going to be two sevens? I think they're going to still be sevens. Good. Good. Yeah. But no universal DH. No. no. Which whatever. I, I don't know. Whatever. I just like just make one. I don't like multiple rules. That has been games. a uh, that has been the American League and the National League having a uh, penis sword fight for the last. <laughs> 45 years and who can like stab each other, stab and stab who and keep it the way they want it. And so far the national league has evidently uh, won because they still have it. I guess so. Uh, but it's interesting, you know, 
with baseball going to do a full season, I think even the NBA, right? I'm not following the NBA, but I think their season is even, it's not the full 82 games. No. Baseball is going to be the, well, alongside football, hockey's doing a shortened season. Mm-hmm. Baseball, again, a year ago when all this happened, I don't know if it's like the first normal thing, especially stadiums saying they're going to have fans in the stands too. Mm-hmm. 162 games, fans in the stands. That's normal to me, which I like. Well, it's not normal because there's only you're not going to get sold. You're not going to get sold out stadiums. You're going to have like I think they said 12,000 people. Uh huh. In Dodger Stadium, that's going to look like you know <laughs> a Tampa Bay Rays game or Marlins game. Yeah, or, that's uh, going to look like uh, pieces of vomit in the toilet. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna. It's just going to be specks here and there. Oh boy, it, it should be fun and uh, looking forward to it. Uh, baseball being here and Bill, it's interesting. So, you, you still tune into these games just to kind of hear the broadcast? Yeah, I like make- to listen to Rick Monday. Rick Monday, I, I, I enjoy, I mean, I, 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 um, yeah, I like listening to him. He brings up some good stories from when I was a big fan when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, now I give two shits about the game, <laughs> you know, but, but, um, you know, yeah, I, I enjoy listening to him. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I watch it a little bit. Okay. Yeah, it's, it, baseball's a fun sport to have on in the background. It's hard to sit there and watch every pitch. No. Uh, some diehards do, but I no, like having it on. Especially when they bring in these these single-A and, and, and double-A guys that, you know. Wearing you, number 94. Yeah, you, know, you got number <laughs> number 96 pitching to number 92, and it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. I like seeing some of my buddies get some some uh, experience, some work up there in the, in the big leagues and stuff. That's fun to see uh friends still working in the game i think mike winters retired i think yeah i did hear that and what are they going to do with our our friend um brian onora is he going to work <laughs> i don't know or is man. he still in um uh um solicitation anonymous <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good question i don't know man that's kind of a bad luck for uh for umpiring uh yeah, I, I think maybe he's going to get a quiet retirement. That the quiet retirement sounds sounds yeah. so. Brush it under the rug and say, "Yeah, see ya." <laughs> That's fair. Uh, well, Bill, I talked to uh, high school football official. I have you know I have my sources here mm-hmm. and there. Sure. And uh, the official was talking to me about their first meeting that they because high school football is going to go here in March. We've talked a little bit about As that. Is baseball, everything. Yep. Outdoor sports. Outdoor sports going to go. Mm-hmm. And well, here, here, you, you want to, Hey, you want to have high school basketball play outdoors, <laughs> like old school play, go up to this park over here by my house and have a high school basketball game. You're not going to have fans anyway. You want basketball to play, play outdoors. Oh boy. Rain delay. <laughs> yeah. Play through it, man. Shit. They had a, they had a division one basketball game played on an aircraft carrier outdoors in San Diego yeah, a few I, years ago. I remember that. That was cool. Play outdoors. Mm-hmm. Hey, you not? can eat in a parking lot. You can play basketball on a fucking basketball court <laughs> in a park outdoors. That's more feasible than eating in a parking lot to me. Uh, yeah, it makes more sense to me. That's funny. <laughs> play outdoors. Well, uh, apparently in high school sports, you know, officials are being told they have to sign a COVID. I don't know the details of it, but they have to <laughs> sign a COVID waiver before stepping on a field. Um, a unit I know of in the area, they did a survey amongst officials, you know, and, and about 40 plus percent of them said uh, they would not sign that. I don't blame them. And and if you don't sign it, you're not going to get a, be able to officiate. So 
officiating was already down in numbers. Now you're taking these steps and you're going to have some like three or four man crews out there on varsity games. Sure. You know, sure. Plus you're going to have, you're going to be playing baseball at the same time. A lot of those guys are crossover officials. Yeah. So supply and demand is going to be, it's going to be like, it's going to be like the vaccines. Oh, well, okay. You're you not going to have enough shots. You're not going to have enough officials. You know how that goes. So um, it was told to the officials and I don't blame it. It said, uh, if you're working with a, a short crew, take your time. Don't try it too hard. Don't kill yourself. These, the schools are the ones making these decisions, not us as far as the officials go. So the officials are being told, uh, God bless you for doing it, but it's called let them play. Yeah. <laughs> let them play. play. Get the line of scrimmage, mark the ball, wind the clock. Yep. Let's go. I, I don't think it's going to be a great uh, product out there, yeah. uh, you know, but Hey, if you're going to have all these guidelines, I mean, and you got to test yourself weekly and there's just, I know a few guys that said, Hey, I'm not doing this anymore. And retire. I, I, there was an umpire who had to go to Fresno the other day and he had to test every day he was there. He had to stick that fucking cube mm -hmm. Q-tip up his nose three days for three days. Yeah. And that is to me ridiculous. It's a little overkill, but uh, that's what they're doing to have a season. I mean, the college baseball season, they're locked. Who's paying for this? I, I well, I'm who's sure. paying for this tuition? I don't know. I mean, so they've, what they did is they, 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 axed an umpire from a four man to a three man. And maybe that the money that, uh, that could be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All we ever hear about are, are costs and costs. And oh yeah. Guys, we can't afford it. Can't afford it. Can't afford it. My ass. Yeah. Every time I'm on a college campus, there's a new building going up. Yeah. I'm like, My well, ass. Well, you can afford it. <laughs> so <laughs> you know how that stuff works. Um, let's see. Uh, March madness is upcoming bill. It's going to be all played in, Indianapolis. That's because the lazy NCAA <laughs> can sit on their asses in Indianapolis where their headquarters headquarters are and be right there. It's not for the sake of the fans. It's not for the sake of the game. It's for the sake of the NCAA. It's making it easy on them. Yeah. And when March Madness got canceled last year, that was the first of many cancellations, but that was the first big thing like wait a minute, this is a big deal. You're canceling the entire NCAA tournament, probably the biggest moneymaker the NCAA gets mm -hmm. every year. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward to a year now and it being all in one location. Where are they going to find all the courts to play? I, well, I where mean, are they going to play? Outdoors? <laughs> you in, just in, said, Indianapolis in March? Be yeah, a little chilly. A little, little chilly. They're going to they're they're open up all these high school gyms? I, I think. Satellite gyms? You know. Well, where are they going to play? It's a good question. Okay, 64 games, right? Six or 64 teams, that's 32 games initially. Mm -hmm. So 16, 16 each day. Six yesterday yeah. or Friday, the first two days. Yeah. Where are you gonna find where you're gonna be playing games? Where are you gonna play? You probably need let's see, four locations. At least. Because you can play four games a day. Four, yeah. Probably yeah. in each location, maybe mm -hmm. more. You're gonna need uh, I mean, you got the Hoosier Dome, right? Is that thing still? I mean, Indianapolis. I mean, I'm so fucking far behind. I, I it's mean, all good. It's is the Pan Am Dome still there? <laughs> the TWA Dome? Or do they the implode R that? The RCA Dome? RCA Dome? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm the TWA. I don't know. Christ. You're all over the place, I am. man. I am. That is funny. That is really, really funny. Uh, they're gonna, eh. 
whatever. Sounds like they're uh, okay. Here's some here's some sites here, Bill. Okay, so Friday, Mackey Arena, <laughs> Simon Scott Assembly Hall. There you go. <laughs> Banker's Life Fieldhouse. There you go. Hinkle Fieldhouse. There which you is go. University of Butler. Oh, beautiful. Indiana Farmers Coliseum and Lucas Oil Stadium. Oh boy, where the Colts play. Boy. So, oh boy, uh, I don't know all, all the details about those arenas, but hey, that's perfect. That's where they're playing, Bill. Eight. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, six sites. Perfect. There you go. Perfect. You Knock yourself out, and then and, and have an outdoor court for the uh, for the outdoor team. <laughs> oh boy, I, I know you're not much of a basketball guy, but do you do you tune into the NCAA tournament at least? I, I do normally, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I saw, I watched the uh, UCLA, the end of the UCLA USC game the other night. Oh, yeah. Our, our friend, our good friend, Mr. Tony Padilla, was working that game. Yes, sir. He Tony, was, Tony, uh, Tony a, was in, uh, he was down in LA. A, a one time guest of this podcast mm -hmm. way back in, uh, I don't know, last year sometime. Yeah. Tony was, Tony was working that game. Mm -hmm. he, st he stood by as the uh, Trojan hit a three pointer to win it. <laughs> so good, good Tony Padilla, best in the business, man. Best in the business. Yeah. Great, great human being. Oh man, yeah, baseball guy, basketball guy. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping he makes a, a good run here. And man, I'd love to see him work up the national championship game. Man, it would be great. Man, we'd be. We'll you could say that you had a, a national championship uh, official on your on your show. Yeah, well, one of me. I mean, Bill, you're a national champion yeah, right. official. Yeah, I sure, mean, sure. I've had Frank mm -hmm. VR on. I've oh, had. There you, you know, go, Frank. Yeah, uh, incredible, Frank Padilla is a uh, you know. Final Rich, four guy. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Podcast. And Rich Padilla. Rich Padilla worked the uh, World Series as I did. Yes, man. Back Rich Padilla. The, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, right. Billy Hayes, he was on. Yes. Called Billy, World there Series. There you go. We've yeah. had some, hey, holy shit, man. It's this, don't, don't look. You know, Bill, it's been a, a, year, a year of podcasting and, mm. man. Yeah, boy. This is the who's who. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, this doesn't mean anything, Bill, but I keep track of these things. You know, today, you know, today, Bill, is our... 50th episode together 50 we've done 50 episodes my holy friend. shit <laughs> and they haven't kicked us off the air yet they have not the fcc <laughs> has not come and banished us from from this yet we, we have got to do a better job one of two things are happening either nobody gives a fuck <laughs> and we're not being heard and passed on and they think we're a couple of quacks or we're not being rank and 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 uh, and grotesque enough. So maybe <laughs> let me work on that. You got to up your game. I do. You're I right. mean, you have fifty podcasts under your belt now. At some point, you got to start delivering, Bill. You've got to start yeah. delivering and and really bringing it, bringing more energy to the podcast. Well, I'll I'll work on my. I'll see what I can do. We we've moved our recordings to the mornings now, where we can get some coffee and mm -hmm. you know. After I tried to pattern myself a little bit after, um, and again. Our listeners, unless unless Bob Lamb's listening, or maybe Tracy from uh, Henderson. Yes, sir. He's he's an old timer like me. They'll remember if they listened to KMET back in the day, the great Fraser Smith. <laughs> Fraser Smith, if you Google him, okay. was a just complete out of control with his mouth back in the day. He said, told it like it was. He was great. He made Howard Stern look like a Sunday school teacher. <laughs> Fraser Smith, look him up, Google him. It's worth your time. Yeah. Tracy and Bob, if you know, at, at one time you guys were young like me and you probably listened to him. <laughs> so you're sitting there chuckling as I bring his name up. And uh, 
Yeah, Fraser Out, Smith. Outstanding. Well, Bill, it's uh, it's it's fun, man. Fifty episodes in, and I'm looking forward to to fifty more and 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 counting. So, kind of a kind of a big one. Here well, I want to I want I want I want to renegotiate my contract. Um, always in the works. Yeah, what, yeah. Always. My in the people works. will be in in touch with your people. <laughs> Well, Bill, the coffee's been good this morning. I have yet to see you pour any Coca-Cola in yours, though. Today. I will not buy Coca-Cola ever again. I'm a Pepsi guy now. Wow. Coca-Cola can kiss my ass on Main Street. <laughs> They're telling their employees to be less white. Are you fucking kidding me? Can you imagine, Matt, if they told their employees to be less black? Be less anything. Be, be Come on. I mean, I, I this shit that. is out of fucking control. Yeah. I don't give a shit if they're giving Coca-Cola away. I'll pay 10 times as much to buy Pepsi. Fuck Coca-Cola. <laughs> Fuck them, Matt. Hey, I'm glad to hear Bill. <laughs> and, and whatever, and whatever else they sell. What is it? Coke? What is it? Dr. Pat? Whatever comes under their umbrella, mm -hmm. they can just fold it and go away. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting. And, and, and believe me, I am not a, I am a equal opportunity person for everybody. Everybody should be on the same fucking level. Okay. Mm -hmm. Everybody has the ability to be anything they want to be. Look at Kamala Harris. Yeah. She's whatever she, she wants to be black, Jamaican, Indian, whatever. She's the vice president of the United States. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me, and I don't think she had any handouts along the way. Maybe she did, maybe she didn't. But don't tell me you can't be whatever you want to be, okay? Just like this new uh, line judge in the NFL, okay? Yeah. What's her name? Uh, Shaka Khan? What was her name? <laughs> Seriously. No, I'm, I'm serious. I, I Is her I, first name Chaka? Uh, I think so. And I'm not, I'm not being stupid here. I, I'm trying to figure out her name. Yeah, you sent me the you sent me the link the other day. Okay, what is it? What's her uh, name? Her name is Maya Chaka. Okay, I got the okay, Maya Chaka. Okay. All right. God bless her. Okay. I hope she does a good job. But again, the NFL making business decisions, mm -hmm. not decisions on who the best qualified official can be. You can't tell me. You can't tell me. That there are that she was the best one out there, and if you can show me, mm -hmm. show me the stats. Okay, it's a business decision based on equality. The the climate. Yes. Today's climate. yes. Yeah. And 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 you know what? I get it. I get it. The NFL. You know, they're still trying to make up for you know how they fucked over Colin Kaepernick supposedly. All right. <laughs> And that's a whole nother story. Yeah. If he was worth a shit, he'd be playing. Yeah. Okay. He's an uncoordinated, tall, lanky fuck that can't throw a football. All right. <laughs> he can run the ball pretty well, but he's not that good, people. That's why he's not playing. Yeah. The whole theory about him being you know, blackballed and this. I'm like, do you understand the business of the NFL and how? Look at how many times they gave a chance to... Uh, Pac-Man Jones. Yeah. There you go. There's a guy that's been in jail more than he's been free. And he's and and he got every opportunity in the world. 
Pac-Man Jones. Always in trouble. Always in trouble. He played well. He played for the Cincinnati Convicts. So, (laughs) you know, I mean, it was part and parcel, part of the whole, that whole, uh, you know, culture there with that team. You know, that team was always in trouble. Yeah, always. And (laughs) Pac-Man fit right in. Oh, yeah. He was a definite leader. So no more Coke for you, huh? No. Oh, wow. I'll drink Pepsi. 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 Other other options. No Coke, Pepsi. (laughs) Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. (laughs) From Saturday Night Live. John Belushi. Okay. Samurai Deli or whatever they called it. (laughs) Again, again, for you youngsters, Google it. (laughs) I will. I will for sure. Uh, You know, you are, you made a decision to boycott something. Yes. Just, you made. Like I did Nike. I haven't worn anything Nike in, yeah. in, since, since all that bullshit came out. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they get enough money other places. They don't need mine. They don't need my I, money. I, I'm with you. No. I'm with you. Uh, you know, I think uh, I shouldn't be drinking soda anyway. So I got no problem not buying Coke. But what, some of these companies and their decisions, why, why would you want to alienate a good portion of your consumers with anything, shouldn't a product not have any ties? Well, because now that stimulus checks are coming out and people are going to have money and a lot of the folks that are getting the stimulus checks, and I'm not being racist here, I'm being realist, are minorities. Mm-hmm. And when the minorities hear that they want their employees to be less white, they go, Coke's for me. Yeah, They're playing to who's going to buy their product. There's a method to the madness. Mm-hmm. There is a rhyme for the reason. There's a rhyme for the reason. I guess so. Well, uh, very interesting stuff. Um, you know, we do live in this cancel culture, Bill, and there's uh, there's been a lot of that going around. For me, I, I hear about some of the things that people want to cancel and the reasons, and I'm like, man, we must be out of problems, out of issues. Well, we, we got are, a lot of problems in this country. We have a lot of big and Dr. Issues. Seuss ain't one of them. Dr. Seuss is not one. Uh, cartoons, what cartoons uh, were like, those aren't the big issues in the world. It feels like everyone needs this cause and has to go after things. I wanted to play a game with you today, kind of what's next? Like, <laughs> let's look forward a- into the future and, and start maybe canceling things for their names. There's been some good parodies on YouTube and stuff of like uh, a guy in a grocery store looking at all the different products and canceling. Nope, mm-hmm. canceled, cancel this, cancel that. Um, so I don't know. I, I tend to think uh, almost anything, anything can be can be canceled. Uh, you know, your name, your name, Bill. Well, there's, there was a guy named uh, a Bill yeah. who did terrible things. I have got to read to you a... A post on Facebook by my pal Tim Cheetah. Okay. Tim Cheetah. Yeah. From St. Paul, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yes. Go right ahead. He wrote three days ago regarding this cancel culture. My grandson, Benny, will be celebrating his first birthday later this month. I just got word from eBay that my attempt to purchase the entire Dr. Seuss collection has been denied. I was, however, permitted to purchase a copy of Mein Kampf by Adolf Hitler, as well as a three-pack of David Duke's greatest hits. Wow. wow. What? Thank God for progress. Wow. Tim Cheetah, ladies and gentlemen. That that was... I'm speechless. Big Tim. Tim, stepping up, baby. These companies... <laughs> now, whether this was done in as, as a facetious way yeah. or not, yeah. he delivered a message. It's very interesting. Yeah, if, if Dr. Seuss is... 
and you're, you're worrying the world, yeah. then you, you got to open your eyes a little bit. More. And my response to Tim was, I was one of the first to respond. I said, I said, thanks, Tim. I needed a good laugh this morning and you successfully made it happen. Well done, sir. His reply, Bill, can you believe this shit? <laughs> and I said, Tim, the council culture is a complete sham. We have completely lost our way. It's mind boggling. And Tim's um, ending response to me was, and it's very much Tim, Bill, I will send you some video of my golf game if you need another good laugh. <laughs> oh, Tim Cheetah. Tim Great. Cheetah. We need to get him on the show. Let's do it. I mean, man. I, I think all he's doing is probably sitting at home watching the snow fall and, and um, maybe playing uh, – playing uh, video golf or something. We need to get him on Ask the show. Ask him if he can do a Zoom. I yeah. will. And let's, I will. We let's, gotta, I'm going to work on Tim. Well, retired Major League umpire. Yes. Good Tim, man. Tim Good Sheen. guy. Great, great, great uh, uh, dry sense of humor. Oh, our kind of guy. Yeah. He fit right yeah. in. I love I mean, I will, say, I will tell one Tim Cheetah story. Just in case he doesn't come on the show, so we can't get him. This I've got to tell, tell this story. When you watch video of Nolan Ryan's uh, historic, I think it was his seventh, fifth no-hitter, seventh no-hitter, how many do you have? Seven, five, however many it was, it was his last one. And it was down in Texas. And Tim Cheetah was the plate umpire that night. And Tim tells the story that he didn't even realize till the seventh or eighth inning that Nolan Ryan had a no-hitter. And in the ninth inning, if you watch the clip, when he strikes out the last batter of the game, on a swing and a miss, Tim makes no call. He doesn't raise his right arm. He just looks up and walks off the field. He, he, he pauses for a moment and walks off the field. And I asked him one time, I said, hey, Tim, how come you never made like a, you know, even, even though it was a swinging strike, how come you didn't raise your right arm or anything? He goes, because I saw right after the pitch, I'm watching the second base umpire, John Shulock, sprint. He goes, I've never seen Shulock move that fast in my entire life. He is sprinting in from short, you know, right field where they position themselves with nobody out. He's sprinting in to the mound. And I thought, did he call timeout? Was there a pigeon on the field? <laughs> what the fuck happened? And he said he was sprinting in to grab the rosin bag as a souvenir and take it with him into the locker room. And that's why he hesitated. And when it was all said and done, he said it was too late and he just walked off. But, <laughs> wow, that's yeah. Funny. yeah, that is funny. Yeah, we got to get him on. Uh, if man, he, he seems very open, I'm sure he, plus his days are behind him in baseball. So he could talk and he, sure. he'd probably tell oh, yeah. a bunch of stories. Oh, yeah. He could, he could tell a few. Absolutely. He, um, he, I, I, I'd spoken to him, you know, a couple of weeks ago and I asked him, I said, do you, I go, you know, how's things? He goes, he goes, uh, he goes, I miss the guys a little bit. I really don't miss the game. He goes, the travel and the monotony of travel. Mm. He goes, I do not miss at all. Every three days on yeah. a plane. He, he, yeah. He got, I mean, I guess after doing it for 25 years, that would get old. Oh, I yeah. Mean, how many times can you go visit the Space Needle in Seattle? <laughs> you know, how many times are you going to go to Disneyland? Well, I think most of those guys, they just they sleep all day. You know, well, they sleep, and they, they sleep and they maybe go play golf. Yeah. And then they take a nap. They like naps. Got to have a nap. Got to have a nap. They take a nap. And then if they're staying in a really good hotel that takes care of them, they might go have a couple of adult beverages after the game. Yeah. Afterwards. And, um, uh, 
you know, do a little networking and debriefing and then uh, call it a night. Yeah. Get on a plane at, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. 4 a.m. the next yeah, day or sure. whatever. All right, let's go. So uh, now good stuff. Well, that would be really, really cool, Bill. I'll let you line that up. I will do my best. Line it up. Timmy, if you're listening, we need a, we need a call in. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, and he's got a memory. That guy has a great memory. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet, man. Uh, what what do you think is next to be canceled, Bill? Let's let's uh, throw out a few. Let's see. If oh can... my goodness! Uh, I want to know why the uh, Chicago Blackhawks are still have that name. <laughs> well, I think any any Indian, Native American, whatever they're you know whatever the term is. And I'm really pissed off that the White Sox haven't changed their name. Yeah. I'm a little offended. Yeah, the White Sox. Uh... How about the White Chicago Dirty Sox? Dirty. <laughs> you know. Well, the Cleveland Indians, they caved. Uh, they caved oh, sure they the pressure. What are they going to be called now? Have they come up with a name yet? Not, nothing yet. Cleveland yeah. baseball team? Yeah. The Cleveland uh, the Cleveland Great Lakes? What? <laughs> the Cleveland Lake Erie's? I don't know. I mean. Something. I mean, you know, I'm, I mean. Oh, my God. I just, um, Bill, all the. Well, it all started back when the Washington Bullets. Yeah. I remember, the, I remember the Bullets. They became the Wizards. Yeah. We can't have, you know, that's, no, 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 that's no what bullets. I mean. No bullets. No, bullets. no, no. Um, Christ. Uh, I mean, you could have, you, if you really wanted to, you could pick and pick apart any, any team name. You can't. Well, it's not you just know? teams. How about the Cleveland Browns? Yeah. If you're Hispanic, you're, you should be fucking going crazy right now. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I could um, see Dr. Pepper being canceled. I mean, why do they get a doctor right. before their name? I mean, you know, right. they didn't go to medical no. school. How about the, the San Francisco Giants? If you're a big fat tub of shit and you're a giant, you should be offended. <laughs> I mean, how far, how far are we going to, how far are we going to, uh, you know, do this? The Padres. Yeah. What shit people who, who aren't, uh, you know, aren't Catholic or, yeah. or whatever, you know, well, come on. I mean, come on. Um, the Can't Texas Rangers. Oh. I'm surprised they haven't been asked. They're, they're, that has been discussed. Yeah. It's been those, brought up. Those, those white supremacist Texas cops down there <laughs> with their stars and doing whatever the hell they want, wielding a big stick and coming in and, and, and beating people down. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then. Yeah. I laugh at this stuff. It's like you, you see, the, you know, we, we did uh, Aunt Jemima. We did Uncle Ben's Rice. There's been. Uh, all these different products. You're like, what? What are we doing? The the Land of Lakes butter. I think they yeah. took they took the the. Indian How about house. Dutch Boy paints? <laughs> what is that? Come on, Dutch Boy man. <laughs> what is that? Fuck! If you're you know if you're you know if you're uh, you know if you're gold member from uh, from from what you call it that those uh, uh, international man of mystery movies. You're p- probably pissed off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Dutch. <laughs> Well, you did hear about Mr. Potato Hood, right? I did. Yeah, I did. That, I thought that's just like crazy. What are we doing? What are we? There's so. It's crazy to me how there's so much nonsense on TV that kids are exposed to with the sex and violence and all these different things, video games. Yet we get we we, we worry and, and, about children's and, and books. The, and and the the song of the year was Wet Pussy. Yeah, and that's fine. Lap, that's a lap. Wet. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Cardi B, there's a there's, there's a, a class act. There's a role model. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's song of the year. And we're worried about Dr. Seuss books and how that will that will somehow create these racist children you know, or something. You know, um, you know, President Trump killed ISIS. 
and Biden killed Dr. Seuss. That's really something to be proud of. <laughs> well, who? Well, here here's a question for you, Bill. Yeah. I think I think Biden thinks Dr. Seuss is his uh, is his um, dementia doctor, and he shouldn't be dealing with books. <laughs> Get back to studying my brain and make me smarter. Come, come on, man! Come on, yeah. man! Yeah. Uh, okay, let me ask you this, Bill: Dr. Seuss or Dr. Fauci? Who's a better doctor? Wow. <laughs> Wow. Well, that's like Dr. Jill Biden. I mean, really? You're an English professor and you're going to call yourself doctor? You know, go ahead and have the doctor next to you. Fine. But come on. When you can wear a stethoscope and tell me what my what I should take for my blood pressure, you're not a fucking doctor. Okay. Well, it's like it's like the guys who um, and there's like master chefs or whatever, but like like local guys in restaurants who are the chef, or, mm-hmm. you know, and they want to be like, no, I'm referred to as chef. We we know one in particular who we, uh, yeah. Yeah. So there was a chef in apocalypse now too. And he was anything but a fucking chef. Apocalypse now. <laughs> Come on. What are we doing? Oh boy. Bill, it's always fun with you, man. Uh, <laughs> cancel culture. There's more coming again for you folks that are too old to remember apocalypse now. Rent the movie, buy it on fucking Amazon, whatever. Great movie. In fact, I see a lot of correlation to what's happening uh, with the United States and with that movie. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. I will, I will sink into that and dissect it like the doctor I am. <laughs> Dr. Barnes, Dr. Bill Barnes. Oh, man. That's a scary thought. Yeah. I got a great doctor sto- story for you. Okay. Well, great doctor doctors, story, yeah. which makes about as, which is about as much doctor as, is Fauci and, and, and Biden. Um, back in about 1985, 86, uh, a good friend of mine, Richard Johnson, Ray J, as we called him, <laughs> we, uh, we would one or two nights a week after we got off about midnight from work, we'd go over to a place called Arts Bar and Grill. Arts Bar and Grill, Stayed home till 2 a.m. every day of the year. They open at 6, they close at 2, 365 days a, a, a year. So we'd go over to Arts and have a few uh, adult beverages to unwind from a busy night. And a lot of the nurses from Riverside Community Hospital would go there after their swing shift. Uh-huh. This is back before you'd have, you know, 12-hour days and all that happy horse shit. You worked your eight hours and you went, you had a couple drinks, you went home. So we would, the nurses would be at the bar and we'd go and we'd, we'd have exchange pleasantries with them. And one night, um, uh, Ray J would love to talk to nurses. So he would go and perch himself there and talk to them. And I'd talk to a couple other guys. And well, one night his wife got pissed off because he wasn't coming home on time. And she called arts and she said, uh, I want to know, uh, is, is Richard Johnson there? Where is Richard Johnson? Please ask for Richard Johnson. Tell him to get on the phone. Of course, this is before cell phones, before pagers, before any of that bullshit that ruined our life. And the bartender says, well, I don't know if a Richard Johnson's here, but I know there's a Dr. Johnson because he sure spends a lot of time with nurses. (laughs) So needless to say, Dr. Johnson wasn't allowed to come out and play with us anymore. <laughs> Dr. Johnson. Did you guys go? Did you guys call him Dr. Johnson? We did. The rest we of did. The- Absolutely. 
Dr. Ray Dr. J. Johnson. <laughs> Dr. Johnson. Dr. Johnson. <laughs> oh boy. That is, that is a good one, man. That is a good one. Yeah. I, I just foresee the problem with cancel culture is that it never stops. There's, there's, uh, you're no, on to the it, next. It never stops. In fact, so, when are they going to change the name of the white house? Yeah. Uh, the plane house. I don't yeah. know. It's got, I mean, it, it made me throw up when the, the, uh, Newsom's wife, she's not considered the first lady of California. She's called the first partner. What? Yes. You didn't know that. I think I did hear it. Yeah, she's oh, the first partner. Because they're not married? Or? They are married. Okay, that, that's because just- they want to they want to denounce any type of uh husband-wife uh you know stuff. They want to be considered equals. <laughs> Which is fine. First partner. <laughs> Change every term. Change all the ter- all the all- oh my god. I it, it drives me I, I got one for for Kamala's husband. Let's call him first asshole. <laughs> Or, I'm sorry, the second asshole, right? Because it used to be the sec- the first lady, second lady. second lady. Now it's the first lady. Now it's the second gentleman, they call him. I say second asshole. <laughs> oh, Bill. Bill, you're so hateful. I don't like that guy. No. I don't he looks him. like a pompous, arrogant fuck. <laughs> I dislike him immensely. Well, we talked about your ratings, Bill. We gotta gotta take this show to the next level now. As we're, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you this: after in another fifty episodes for our one hundredth, for our one hundredth, I, I want I want the FBI to kick in my door, <laughs> to come in and screw a gun in my head and say, uh, "Your First Amendment rights are no longer," and this is like Nazi Germany, and we're taking you forthwith. <laughs> that is my goal. <laughs> Right. Okay, we're gonna. Build I want up the tonight. FBI to kick in my fucking door, okay, and I want some four foot eleven, ninety pound female agent to put her fucking gun that she can't even lift in my ear. Okay, that is my goal. We're gonna get you there. Let's get there. Yeah, another another fifty episodes. Mm-hmm. And the, the first fifty was cool, yeah. but here right. we go. Next next fifty, we're gonna bring the heat. Mm-hmm. Well, Bill, we've rambled quite a bit today. Well, we've rambled, but you know what? We we've made a lot of uh hopefully a lot of enemies in this and the ratings <laughs> will go up. You know, call your friends, call your neighbors, wake them up. Tell them to w- listen to this if they really want to get fired up and pissed off. You either love us or you fucking despise us, one or the other. Yeah. And which one you do, I really don't care. No. Nah. Cuz <laughs> none of you out there are paying my bills. No. No. So, you know, I'm going to exhibit my first amendment rights. I'm not yelling fire in a movie theater, okay, until they tell me I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Bill, we're here every week. This is always fun. It's therapeutic, I think, for you. It's fun for me to chat with you. Time always flies, man. An hour and a half just, you know, by the wayside. It's Mm -hmm. like fun fun doing this. We, we, We would do this naturally anyway. It's fun to just turn the mic on and here we go. I mean, just like we're sitting around at... Eden East or HQ or wherever. Right. Sure. <laughs> sure. Alrighty. Well, I drove by the oh. other morning. I drove by, I had to get off the 210 freeway because it was so goddamn clogged up. Mm. And I drove down uh, Route 66 in Glendora. Okay. I looked over to my left and I saw the old Continental. Oh. And they've got tents set up in the parking lot. They've been doing outdoor, <laughs> outdoor eateries. Oh my goodness. Just like every other, you know, beaten down restaurant has. Oh just trying to get by trying yeah. to survive 
Yeah. That's a, that's an old dive that I kind of miss. I do too. Yeah. I like that the Continental was a good joint. Absolutely. Really good place. To make our way over there at some yeah. point. Yeah. But Sometimes. anyway, thought yeah. I'd throw that in. Yeah, yeah. We'll get back at it. We're gonna have we're gonna have some fun here when things start opening. Well, yeah, in the year twenty twenty five. When I especially, you know, I, I don't know what's gonna happen first. Things are gonna get totally back to normal, which is gonna be a while, or I'm gonna get my uh, vaccine. I'm banking on about the year twenty twenty six. I might get one. over under. Well, no. talk to Nick Gonzalez, see what he can do. Yeah, uh, Nick, Nick, if you're out there, if you got an extra, if you got an extra <laughs> syringe, call me. Call me. I'll 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 rent a fucking helicopter to get there. Just so you can stick my shoulder, okay? <laughs> oh, that's great stuff. Bill, any, other than that, any parting words uh, with some or anything? I think I've shot my load today. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all out. I'm out of ammo. You're out of ammo. I got, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, man. Great stuff. Always a pleasure. Uh, I, I definitely enjoy this more in person. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely uh, it's fascinating. Plus, enlightening. The, the coffee's great. The coffee's I mean, good. It's um, coming. Great yeah, service. Yeah, great I service. get to sit in a comfortable chair because, you know, my lower back is like, you know, diarrhea these days. It hurts. <laughs> but sitting in a comfortable chair helps. It hardens it up. So, anyway. Oh, great stuff. Well, to be continued next week. Looking forward to it. I can't wait. It. All right. I can't wait. Maybe we'll talk about something more substantial next week. Yeah. Um, you know, something, all hell's going to break loose. As soon as we end the show, there'll be something, there'll be some, some calamity happen because whenever we do tape a show (laughs) five minutes later, just like a couple weeks ago, Tiger had his crash. And then the other time we did it and the, um, there was the siege on the white house. That's right. So, you know, know, maybe there'll be a a massive tsunami (laughs) and we'll have 25 foot waves crashing in and, and our our places here will become beachfront property. Wouldn't yeah. that be great? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think something something's coming. Well, I'm sure there'll be more to talk about next week. And guys, if not, we'll make something up. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And keep the cards and letters coming. Keep keep those great questions coming. I love them. Yeah, love them. Get them in uh, by Sunday night if you guys can. Sunday night. And if you're thinking about it now, do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Don't wait. All right, Bill. We'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to you next week. So long. Well, Bill, I very much look forward to our next 50 episodes. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Always a pleasure recording with you for the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. But you know what? Looking back and to know that we have 50 episodes under our belt now, I think it's time to step our game up. And I really am looking forward to the next 50 and getting to that 100 mark. And we'll see if we can achieve some of the goals that you have set out for our podcast. Can't wait, Bill. Looking forward to next week. And I've already got some questions lined up from some listeners. I think we're going to start to gain some momentum here as people start to write in more and uh, really, really push you to the limits, Bill, and see what you can uh, deliver. So stay caffeinated, stay rested, stay ready to rock and roll because next week we will do it again. Well, guys, let me tell you about our guest on Friday. We are going to be joined by Mr. Ken Allen. Ken Allen was an American Forces Network broadcaster for many, many years. He's now retired, but he's going to tell us about all of those experiences uh, as as far as being a sports broadcaster, uh, the the many things he's seen, the places he's traveled, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I knew Ken through umpiring baseball. He was the California State Rules interpreter, uh, as well as doing his umpiring, so always had a kind of a a say into what rules were implemented 
uh, into high school baseball out here in California. He's also a former member of the National Rules Committee in high school baseball. So we'll talk about umpiring, but from a little different perspective, kind of uh, how rules are implemented and how high school baseball maybe stands out from other levels of baseball. Ken also umpired Division I college baseball for a while. He's an observer in the Big West Conference. He umpired uh, four Division II World Series at the college level. He's also a contributing writer for Referee Magazine. So lots to talk to Ken, Ken Allen about. And I think you guys will thoroughly enjoy uh, this one on Friday. He will talk to us about his interactions. A couple times he's met Vince Scully. Uh, his... Uh, being on the field at various Rose Bowls, Super Bowls, and just broadcasting to uh, the armed forces, our, our brave men and women around the world, giving them uh, the information on the sports back home. So I think it's a really unique episode you guys will hear on Friday and very much hope you will join us for that episode. Well, guys, there's plenty of ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. I've received some emails from some people regarding content uh, suggestions as well as uh, answering the call that I sent out as far as giving me your top 10. Uh, give or take top 10 sports moments, your memories that you've seen uh, over the years and either witnessing in person or just something you remember and why it stands out. I think that gives us a few things to talk about and it's fun to hear from the different listeners to see and hear about uh, everyone's uh, various, uh, you know, wide range of uh, interests and subject matter. It's, it's been fun so far and I'll be definitely sharing that stuff with you guys on Monday as well as the questions to Bill Barnes on Wednesday. So if you have anything uh, you'd like to find out from Bill or me, get those questions in, get those suggestions in nice and early. Don't wait. I know everyone's busy. Uh, I definitely know, know what it's like being busy. It's about 1.30 in the morning here now but before this episode will be released at 5 a.m. in a few hours, but for now, just trying to finish up. Had, had a little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, my internet appeared to go out, so I had to use the hotspot, and that took me about 30 minutes to figure out. So, not in the best of moods right now, but I am happy that we are putting out another great episode, uh, especially one involving Bill Barnes and the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Guys, that's it for me. It's time for me to take another sip of this calm powder to get me to sleep so that I can come back and do it all again tomorrow, uh, work-wise, podcast-wise, just preparing for more episodes. It's uh, honestly a lot of fun, and I look forward to recording with a lot of different people here in the near future. Got a good list going, got some great episodes already lined up. Uh, very, very excited about it, and I'm looking forward to you guys joining me. Uh, in the uh, future episodes here, whether you're listening or your involvement yourself. Hey, welcome. Let's all get home safe together. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. That will do it for today's episode. But guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around at third base, get home safe. Mm-hmm.